Welcome, friends, to our podcast, Arise, My Darling. My name is Andrea, and I am joined by my very sweet friend, Liz. We want this to be a space that encourages and invites you to become more aware of the ways that God is constantly pursuing you. To awaken you to be on the lookout for sweet kisses our Lord sends you each day, because you have ravished His heart. So snuggle in and get ready for epic adventures, unexplainable friendship, and an abundance of joy. Welcome, everybody. We are so excited to be here. My name is Liz, and I'm joined by my sweet friend, Andrea. And this is our first episode in our new podcast, Arise, My Darling. And we wanted to just kind of talk to you about who we are and why we're doing this podcast, because we have a pretty crazy, unexplainable friendship. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a very good way to put it. Crazy and unexplainable. Crazy and unexplainable. That that captures it. And Jesus is at the center of it, which is a very beautiful, beautiful part. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know us, I am 24 years old. I just finished my master's degree in speech pathology and recently said yes to becoming a focus missionary, which is super exciting. Wow. That's a whole story for another podcast. I literally could do a whole 30 minutes on that because it was a crazy wild adventure. Absolutely. Um, But Andrea, do you want to tell everybody who you are and where you're kind of at in your life? Yes. I am not 24 years old. (laughs) (laughs) I am actually 53 years old. And I have, um, I've been in the church a long time. I've done uh, campus ministry actually for a very long time and just recently started my journey into the Catholic church from the Protestant church. And Liz, <laughs> Liz is excited about that as I am her going to campus ministry. Um, we actually had the joy of being roommates for just one semester. It was kind of a fluke thing. You want to tell that story, Liz? Yeah, yeah. So the last two semesters of a master's program in speech pathology involve field work. So you do a semester in a school system and then a semester in a medical setting. So for my school setting, I it was totally a crazy story of how I ended up getting connected with the special ed director at this school that was about 20 minutes away from Muncie where I went to school and where Andrew was living and realized that that was where God was calling me to do my school externship. And so one day as we, we met, oh man, we got to talk about, we got to talk about how we met. I feel like that's, that's true. That we need to tell that story we'll get, first. Do we need to tell it first? I, I think it sounds more exciting if you just tell this part and then go back. Okay, and, okay, 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 okay. I'll go back. <laughs> so I was at the theater and Andrew's at the theater and I like scooted over <laughs> real close to her and I looked at her and I was like, so <laughs> you don't by any chance need a roommate for the fall, do you? Because I knew that she, her son was leaving for college. She was going to have this big house empty. And I just had a feeling that she would want a 23-year-old at the time roommate to just liven things up a bit. So actually I had no idea what she was going to say, but she she, said yes. (laughs) 
She did. She had no idea. And I had to think about it for a little bit because some of my friends were like, hey, don't be just taking in any strays or anything. <laughs> but Liz is not a stray. She is a delightful young woman who we have had the joy of a uh, friendship for about a year. And um, that is crazy. That is a crazy thing, too. And this is this is a very good example of how this friendship has been what feels like all over the map and yet this beautiful orchestration by God at the same time. So Um, orchestrated. So So orchestrated. orchestrated. So Liz, because she has a deep heart for kids and theater, uh, has been involved with uh, a local theater there um, in Indiana for many years, all throughout her college years. And so my children have been involved there. And in fact, Liz has directed my children in shows at the theater because she has a deep resume and, and does it really well. But I was the kind of parent who just dropped my kids off and then drove away because I was like, oh, good. They'll go do something else for a while because I got four kids and that's a lot of work sometimes. So uh, anyway, but my youngest son, John, was wanted to do a show. He really wanted to be in The Little Mermaid. He was super excited about being Flounder. And I thought, you know, with all of my kids, I've always done whatever they were doing their senior year. I made the priority of my life. And so I thought, okay, this is what John really wants. He's going for it. I'll, I'll do this with him. And so I tried out for The Little Mermaid. And, and what role did I get, Liz? Ursula. <laughs> and so she got cast as Ariel, and I got cast as Ursula, and that is the actual beginning of our friendship. That is the actual How great is that? That is like a movie. It is a movie. The Little Mermaid. It is. It is. It is. But... Ariel and Ursula don't end up as like BFF roommates at the end. So we basically wrote Little Mermaid 2, which involved (laughs) Ursula and Ariel becoming BFF roommates together. And then fast forward about a year later, and we had hung out from time to time. Liz would call me, we would get lunch, or we would have coffee or whatever. Casual, pretty casual. And I love nothing like too intense. Not not to the point where you're like, oh yeah, the natural progression would then be to live in the same house together. Like it was not not anything like we were like, (laughs) you know, having like girls' nights and we were like hanging out, like knowing each other's deep hearts. No, we were like acquaint like further than acquaintances, but like (laughs) nothing that I would have been like, yeah, I think that we should just live together. But that's what happened. But that's what happened. And it was, what happened. it was a bold move on her part. It was it really, bold. And I think we both went in with expectations of, hey, she just needs a place. This is not a big deal for me. I'm making a transition to California here eventually. My husband had, had moved to California at that time uh, to pursue a job. And that's where we live now. Um, but between that moment um, last fall when Liz moved in, which was like August 2019, Mm-hmm. Between there and now, I cannot tell you how crazy this ride has been. <laughs> it is, guys. You don't even know. You don't you even, don't know. even know. <laughs> don't even know. It's been nuts. It's, it's been, been nuts and amazing. Truly oh amazing. Gosh, so amazing. Truly amazing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick intro of the reasons I love Liz, and then she can do that for me. <laughs> She did not tell me about this before we started yeah, this. It's so okay. this is good. She, she likes spontaneity, so I'm just working with that. On the um, Some of the things I love about Liz is her passion and her joy. Um, she has a very sweet smile. And 
one of the things that I, uh, let's just say I'm too old to spend time with people that are not authentic. And Liz is a deeply authentic person and she has a desperate love uh, for Jesus. And so when she started inviting me to mass, I thought, no. <laughs> she literally, guys, she literally said that. She goes, no, I don't, I don't think so. But I was also in between churches and, and there's a big story there, but um, my heart was, was broken. Um, ministry got real hard and, and I've always had a deep love for Jesus, but um, I, was, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what God had next for me. And I was working for the theater actually uh, at the time. Um, because I just really fell in love with it after the show. But yes, Liz has a persistent heart uh, of love. She will knock on the door many times and um, with a kindly, kindly, very, with a very wonderfully aggressive love that desires the best for people. And I loved watching her work with. Um, the special abilities folks at our theater. That was one of the more beautiful programs uh, at the theater was this special abilities group that came together, wrote their own show. And Liz had been a part of that um, all four years of school, right? Mm -hmm. It was, I, I truly was amazed at it. I, I went to the actual show last year and, and thought, I, I'm going to just cry for the entire show. It's so beautiful. Um, and, uh, and Liz is the kind of person whose eyes light up every time you walk into the room. And, and that is a, that is a good person to have in your life. She was also a great roommate. I will say that that worked out really well. Like she's a good cook. She's funny. We ate uh, lots of ice cream. We ate lots of ice cream. <laughs> lots of ice cream. Um, and I have a fun car and we go for rides nice. and drives and nice. there's just, so part of our heart here is to even tell you some of the amazing things God did, because I think it woke us both up to who Jesus really is and some of the deep love uh, that he has for us. Yeah. So we talked to each other about what the purpose of this podcast was going to be. Why did we want to do this podcast together? And we decided that after experiencing so much of God's beauty and his majesty, that we wanted to invite people to, to awaken to the, the passionate pursuit that God has for each of our hearts and not one that's generic. He doesn't love us generically. He loves us intimately and individually. And he does things that are just for our hearts. They're just for my heart. They're just for Andrew's hearts. They're just for Amen. all of his children. And he, he loves us in a way that uh, is going to speak deeply to our souls. And so we wanted to share stories of how that's happened in our lives, but then also provide a space that we're growing in relationship with the Lord. Because the more that we know Him, the more we're going to want to love Him, the more we're going to allow Him to love us. And it's just going to make everybody happier. <laughs> it's going to make your life great. This podcast Amazing. should make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> it should make you happy. But I would like to jump back and talk about my th favorite things about Andrea. So, yeah, never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined that one of the one of the greatest, if not the greatest friendships I've ever had in my life was going to be with a woman that was like 30 years older than I am. But I think that that's what is one of the things that I love about my friendship with Andrea, about Andrea is I love her wisdom. She always would have like beautiful things to say 
about uh, if I was going through something, she was able to give me advice, talk me through things. But more importantly than that, than even the words she would speaking, was speaking is the space that she was able to hold. She does an incredible job of holding space, which sounds like you're like, how, what, what, what is that? But she is a really good listener, but it's not even just like she's listening, but she is sitting in the emotions that I'm feeling with me. So if I'm feeling sad, she sits in that sadness with me. If I'm feeling happy, she tries to match my excitement, which doesn't always happen, but she is making the effort. I really do try. I really, (laughs) she really does try. Um, and that is so important. And I didn't realize how important that was to, to, be, to feel known um, and to feel heard is someone that is willing to sit in those spaces with you. And they don't have to tell you, uh, jump to a conclusion, right? Where it's like, oh, this is my problem. And she's like, let me give you the solution. No, I would say this is my problem. And she's like, I hear you. And let's just, let me just hold you. Let me just sit in that with you. And that was such a sweet gift to me when I was living with her. And even now, as we do our long distance friendship, because I, we didn't say this, but she's in California and I'm in Ohio. So we're doing the long distance. That's right. Another thing that I love about Andrea is she also is very passionate. She has this deep burning passion within her. And she's especially passionate about justice and the way that Jesus and his justice always, it always prevails. Amen. And making sure that people are taken care of and is a super amazing prayer warrior. Wow. If you need someone to pray over you, for you, with you, she is your gal. She has a very, very uh, passionate heart for prayer as well. Amen. I wanted to read this Henry Nouwen quote because it kind of captures for me some of our heart uh, in doing this kind of a program. Uh, This is from his book, The Prodigal Son. The story of the prodigal son is the story of a God who goes searching for me and who doesn't rest until he has found me. He urges and he pleads. He begs me to stop clinging to the powers of death and to let myself be embraced by arms that will carry me to the place where I will find the life I most desire. We've both been reading this book together. And, oh, so and, uh, good. So it is, good. is a sweet, sweet gift. And uh, you will hear me say that far too many times. But that is some of the uh, things that God has done in my life over so many years of ministry, working with people, just following Jesus, is understanding that he is is pursuing us and we're not paying attention often. We're not seeing Amen. Um, let me just ask you this quick question, Liz, because this was some of what happened in our time together, uh, as roommates was, this was something that God was actively doing in my life. And it's something I invited Liz into. And it seemed to me that it's something you awoken to. Would that be a fair way to say that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that I've gone through different stages in my like relationship with the Lord. And I would say that I saw him as a friend. We were like buddies. And then I moved into a space of fatherhood, realizing that I was the daughter and he was the father. And then, yeah, when I moved in with Andrea, she invited me into a space of him being my lover. And I, at first I was like, what? (laughs) 
Like, she was like, you know that Jesus loves you. And I was like, of course, right? Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so, right? Like that is ingrained in our heads. Like we know that Jesus loves us. Literally everything, everybody always tells you how much Jesus loves you, but it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. And I just didn't know the depth of the love. And that's what's, it's beautiful once you, you establish a relationship with the Lord and you realize your identity and you realize you actually start believing with your heart that Jesus loves me, then you can dive deeper into that love. And I think that that's what this whole relationship has been. This period of time has been something that Andrea has woken me to is this depth of his love, this pursual. And she was like, do you know that he leaves you little sweet kisses throughout your day? Amen. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Amen. And she's like, have you ever had something that happened that just really spoke to your heart? Yeah, you might've just blown it off. Cause well, you might've said like, oh, that was really beautiful or that was really kind, but then just kind of like kept going. She was like, that was Jesus. Like that was not just a coincidence, right? That was something that was orchestrated to touch your heart. And once she kind of brought my awareness to this, I started opening my eyes and watching for those things, looking for those things. And let me tell you, everybody, that he leaves us. He likes, loves to kiss us. He Mm -hmm. loves to kiss us. So many little kisses. And I love not only watching for the ways that he's kissing my life, but then to share this with other people. Like I shared it with my mom the other day as we were on a walk in quarantine. We're on quarantine, so we are trying to get out and walk. And I was telling her that, you know, the Lord likes to leave us, leave us little sweet kisses. And as we're walking, she like stops. She like looks over in the ditch, in the side ditch. And there was this little lamb's ear plant. And my mom really loves lamb's ear. Like it's just this little plant that has really soft, uh, like leaves on it. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like lamb's ear. Yeah, it does. It does. And she was like, look at this lamb's ear. And it was literally this little tiny plant in the middle. Like there was nothing else around it that was close to it, that it was all isolated. She said, you know, I think it's crazy that it's also a lamb's ear. It's like, God's telling me that he's listening. He's listening to the, to the things in my heart. He's listening to our conversations that we're having. And that was so beautiful to experience that with my mom. That like, I would never have saw that lamb's ear because I would have just kept walking because that wouldn't have, that wasn't meant for me. That wasn't meant for my heart, but that was a sweet kiss that Jesus was giving to my mom. And then I was able to share that with her and it was so, so beautiful. It was so yeah. great. It's, and it's both, right? Like we not only awaken to this idea that God is talking to us, he's, he's, he's talking to all of us. Like yeah. he is in a constant pursuit is the way um, Henry Nowen says it, a constant pursuit. And the prodigal sons, the story of the prodigal son is so beautiful um, because that pursuit is, is as authentic towards the prodigal who's run away as it is to the son who's been there the whole time. The, bo- yeah. the father walks mm-hmm. to both of them, actually runs to the younger son, but he also goes out to the older son and invites them both in to his joy. And that's, yeah. that's a, such a sweet gift to us. And, and for some reason, whether it's because we live in a society that's very project-oriented or goal-oriented or whatever it is, um, we've, we've become dull to the fact that this is happening all the time. And it's so specific. Like, that is a great example uh, with your mom. And it's just, it's this waking up. And that's our heart. Yeah. Our heart is yeah. to help you wake up because this is where we 
this is this is one of the ways we deal with our fear. This is one of the ways that we deal with um, worry, anxiety, is that we wake up to this constant pursuit of a God who knows us and knows every hair on our head mm. and is in this very committed relationship with us, whether or, very not, committed. We're, whether or not we're even paying attention uh, or if we yeah. think we're not worthy or whatever that is. Um, but God is, is deeply committed to it. And so, so it's, and the joy, and I, I, I'm probably speaking for you here, Liz, but the joy is both. The joy is not only in waking it up to it and how it impacts you. Like I moved to California and moved into a house that has uh, rose bushes all over it. And, and, and I have lilacs in the back and there's just flowers all over my house. I mean, it's just the, the most beautiful gift and they're, they're all bursting out right now. And, and I'm in California. Let's just stop there. Right. Like the sun is shining. I've been in the Midwest yeah, my yeah. whole life. Um, but there are sweet gifts that are intended just for me. But then when we help others see that there are sweet gifts intended for them and they see them, we get to enter into their joy. I mean, that is, mm. that was a lot of the joy for me in living with Liz was I got to see her joy. I got to watch God not only be personal and intimate with myself, but be personal and intimate with Liz in only ways that Liz would understand. Do you think you could tell us the daffodil story real quick? Oh my goodness. I'll try to do a condensed version because sometimes I get a little, I get a little carried away with this. So this is a beautiful story. Actually, I was seriously thinking as you were talking about how much of a sweet kiss from Jesus that daffodils have been this spring. Absolutely. Because of my, because of the story that I'm about to tell you. So one of our adventures that Andrew and I went on was going to Chicago for a weekend. We'll have to talk more about what brought us to Chicago some other time, but <laughs> we went to Chicago for a weekend and we both really like musicals and we're like, we're in Chicago. Like we should go see something. And there wasn't anything that either of us like really knew. And so we found this show, it's called Big Fish. And if, if, if you've seen Big Fish, I'm sure you just heard me say that and you're like, oh, but if you haven't seen it, you need to listen to all the music because it's just an amazing, and you need to see the show because it's amazing. Stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. But we didn't know anything about it. We just were like, we read the little synopsis and we're like, this sounds pretty good. Like, let's just go and see it again, completely orchestrated by Jesus. But so we show up that evening and we had just spent like five hours in the Chicago Art Museum. So I was already like just dripping with beauty. Like I had taken in so much beauty that day. Yeah. Probably was having a beauty hangover at that point. But we went into this little, little tiny intimate theater in Chicago. And we sat in like the first row. Or was it the second? No, it was the first row. It was the first yeah, row. Right in front and of us. yeah, it was a black box theater. So everybody's just close. And so when all of the actors were coming out, they were right in front of you. Like you could see their wrinkles on their eyes when they smiled and the spit coming out of their mouth when they were singing passionately. And you were just, it it was like you were so engulfed in all the moments with them. And it was very beautiful. So at the end of act one of Big Fish, there is a scene where the main character, the gentleman, he had this, had a crush on this woman that he saw and then she moved away and he was like, didn't catch her name. Right. And so he was like, who is this woman? Like, I want to marry her. I love her. And this other character in the story said that he knew who she was and said, if you come work for me every month, I'll tell you a detail about her. 
And so he worked for this guy for like three years. Like it was something insane. And like each month would learn another detail about this woman that he was in love with. The last detail he learned was that she loved daffodils. And he finally decided that he was going to go pursue this woman and go find her. And so he goes and finds her. And of course, she's engaged to be married because that's how it works. <laughs> and then he goes on to sing this beautiful love song of how she shouldn't marry this gentleman that she was going to. And that he heard that he knew that she loved daffodils. So every time that he would see daffodils, it was like an introduction to the beauty and the love that he was going to experience when he was actually with her. And then he, so he's like singing all these like beautiful things to her. And then at one point he brings out crates. Like, I don't even, how many crates do you think there were? Like 30? There were just a ton. They just filled the stage with them. There were so many crates of daffodils. And he brought them and he said, all of these daffodils are for you. And I want to spend the rest of my life filling a world of daffodils. And I want to spend the rest of my life loving you and, and showering you with all this beauty and all this love that I have. And guys, I am sobbing, <laughs> sobbing, like ugly cry, like the kind of cry that makes all your mascara run down your face. Like I am sobbing because I realized that this song, as much as I love a good love story and I love a good love story, but I realized that this song was speaking to the depths of my soul and it was Jesus who was singing it to me. Amen. And that that is the way that he loves us, right? He's not the type of guy that shows up at your front door and brings like one flower. No, he's the type of guy that brings 30 crates filled with daffodils and says, this is just the beginning. This is just, this is just a small picture window into the amount of love that I want to shower you with for the rest of my life. That's the depth. That is the pursual the, the guy that waits for three years, only getting one little piece of information a month about this woman that he loves, but he continues to work and he continues to pursue her because that's how deep his love was for her. Amen. This is our God. This is our lover. And so now daffodils have this like beautiful meaning in my life because it just reminds me of the abundance of God's love, but also the way that he pursues our hearts. So it's been beautiful on all my walks right now, even though there's like a lot of, there's a lot of negativity, right? We could dwell on of going outside and seeing all the daffodils because it just makes me smile every time I see them. Amen. Um, Because those are, those are sweet little kisses now from Jesus. Amen. And that is our heart for you, friend. We desire to share some of the amazing ways that God has shown up for us because we have had these uh, really incredible adventure, adventures. I don't, I don't know what else to call them. We have done an insane amount of traveling and seen God show up in ways that are absolutely mind-boggling, that have brought so us to a blood. speechless yeah. place, yeah. on and on and on. And uh, and so we're just eager to share some of that with you, but also to hear from you and hear the ways that God is offering you sweet kisses and so that we can draw closer to the goodness of God because his, his desire is to lavish us, lavish us. So we're going to wrap up here. I think one of the things that's very important to Liz and I as uh, we are starting this podcast during the shelter in place of the coronavirus is to just take a moment here and and just acknowledge our reality um, that this is a kind of unprecedented time in history 
and we are all sheltered in place, <laughs> um, which presents a lot of its own challenges. And uh, I think we were talking before this that there is, um, I think there's been a collective sigh by the world in many ways, but particularly here in America at this point of realizing this isn't going to be over in a couple days. Like we're going to, this is, this is, this is a big deal and it's going to change a lot of things. And we're going to be in this new reality for a while, particularly with the shelter in place. And so I actually wanted to take a moment and share a couple things that uh, I'm thankful for in regards to shelter in place. I don't know that I'm hearing a lot of that conversation right now. And yet I, I still think God's on the throne. I still think God is in charge. And I think we have this kind of um, really amazing moment in history that the whole world is is talking to each other um, because we have to do this together. We've talked about globalization for a long time, but this really drives that point home that we are a world and we're in it together. And so just for me personally, some of the sweet gifts of sheltering a place is my daughter has come home uh, from Hawaii and is doing this time with us. um, Because as you imagine, a lot of young people's money has kind of uh, faded away as we've all had to stop doing various things. And so she's with us and that's a sweet gift to get our, get a chance to be with our daughter. My oldest daughter is the same age as Liz. Uh, she's also <laughs> 24. Uh, I have four kids and, uh, the other three are in college and, and they have connected with me more, which is also a sweet gift, um, because we need each other as families. And I think we're feeling that, um, because the busyness is not, uh, screaming in our ears, right now. And so that for me is a gift uh, to see that I, I raised some kids who want to be with me. That's a good feeling as a mom <laughs> uh, when you're in the empty nest stage. But also I've seen a lot of fathers with their children in my neighborhood, taking walks or riding bikes or playing catch or doing yard work together. And that is something that I have a deep heart for is that families do more to connect and particularly fathers who I think are often pulled out of the house Uh, have this opportunity to connect uh, with their children. So I'm finding God's kindness in the midst of something that we also know is, is very serious and will result in uh, the death of different people in our society. And and we we have to do our part, but I'm, I'm thankful uh, for different elements of it. And I, I think that there's some benefit to having that mindset and developing that and encouraging one another with that mindset. Liz, do you have any, things that you're thankful for with your shelter in place, having to be Absolutely. with all of your family? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely moments where it's hard. I have a little brother that is 14 and yeah, we've wrestled him to the floor quite a few times, quite a few times. <laughs> there's been quite a few dog piles, quite a so, few like totally running fair. through the house. Um, but some of the things that have been really sweet is one of the things is being with my family. So at three o'clock every day, we sit down and pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet together. And that has been super beautiful to have that consistency of prayer. Also, another thing that's been really great is having time to talk to people that I haven't talked to in a while. Because when I was busy doing schoolwork and my job, I just didn't have time to talk to some of my college friends and different things. So I've been making daily FaceTime appointments and I'll FaceTime someone new every day for the week. Also, because I'm an extrovert, not an introvert, I'm an extrovert and uh, need socialization with other people besides my brothers and my mom 
which, <laughs> and so it's been so beautiful to just get updated on people's lives. I've started a wall in my bedroom of sticky notes. I've been putting sticky notes on my wall of prayer intentions that people have asked me to pray for. And sometimes I forget. I love that. Sometimes I forget the specific intentions that they want. And I end up just praying for them generically, which is good. But I was like, I just need to like start writing it down so I can remember. So I started sticky noting it on my wall. So whenever I go to do my prayers in the evenings, I can pray for people specifically, which is super beautiful right now because I have a lot of friends that are going through different things. And and yeah, things times are hard right now, but I really love those those moments of getting to hear people's hearts and sharing that with them and have a day. Literally, my day is centered around prayer with Jesus. Yeah. And that is, that that is, is awesome. so beautiful. That's it's very so beautiful. beautiful. And it's helping me with like discipline too, which yeah. is, I need that in my life. <laughs> Yeah, the ladies today were talking about how beautiful it is to go to Catholic church during Easter and how sad they are about that and whatnot. And 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 it's true. And and it does sound like there's a sadness associated with that. I've not been in a Catholic church during Easter. I really don't know all the rituals. I'm going through the RCIA classes right now. But I also, because I'm an introvert and not an extrovert, <laughs> I like the slowness of the pace. Yeah. I like getting to read and sit by fires and do woodworking. And this is, this is a, this is just so good. It's so, we also, we just like needed to be known that before COVID happened, before all this, that was the pace of Andrea's life even before (laughs) all of this. It's true. Andrea's life hasn't changed that much. Not changed that much. Well, we was, we just want to be sure to name that for what it is that that is happening. And yet, God is still in control and there are ways for us to see the hand of God in all that is happening. And so, uh, you know, we want to end every episode with just talking through the sweet kisses that have even happened uh, this last week, because that's a phrase that I think you've heard a few times, um, but also that this is something that really matters to Liz and I is this idea that that, that is how God interacts with us with a, a almost a barrage of sweet kisses. So, yeah, and how fun is it during this time to, it's like a little treasure hunt right now. Like you're yeah. like, oh, there's no way that Jesus is giving me sweet kisses while I'm stuck in my home in my PJs smelling kind of gross because I haven't showered in a few days, but he does. <laughs> he shows up, he leaves little kisses. So how beautiful is it that we have time and space now that we can really be aware and looking for those things. So yeah, Andrea, what has been your sweet kiss from Jesus this well, week? I finished a kneeler uh, that I've been working on for a good friend. And uh, I made one of these, I made my first kneeler for Liz actually last fall. Um, it had daffodils. It had daffodils <laughs> and the, the, Liz loved it very much. And so I just finished my yeah. second kneeler and the sweet kiss from Jesus was uh, that the gal I, I did it for, a very good friend who I'm sure will be on the show with us at some point, she actually gave me some very intricate artwork to wood burn into the sides. And I really just didn't think I could do it. Like I thought it was beyond me. And so uh, I, I actually did it and it worked because I figured out a better way to do it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, <laughs> and, and I could hear it from God. I could hear him say, you, you just keep limiting yourself. And I am trying to show you that you have so much more capacity, so mm-hmm. much more capacity. And so mm-hmm. I created something that I'm deeply proud of with my own hands. And that is, that is a sweet kiss for me. 
not only just completing it, um, but also seeing my ability to actually create such beauty, um, not just see beauty, not experience beauty, but actually be part of the creation of beauty. So that was my sweet gift. How about you, Liz? What was your sweet So good. Kiss? I know. I was like trying to think because there've been so many, so many sweet kisses, but I actually want to talk about one that happened last week because it was a like super big smooch from Jesus. Um, there was a, on Tuesday night, all of my, so I led a Bible study in undergrad and then everybody graduated and kind of went out, but I'm just telling you guys, my Bible study, it was amazing. It was so good. I had powerhouse women that were in this study. And so since we're all in isolation right now, we all got on a Zoom call together and had a reuniting of the women's Bible study and were able to just catch up on each like on our our lives and share stories and then also just read um, from God's word and think about how he's calling us to enter into an intimate, more intimate space with him right now. And I think my, I was just like beaming the entire time that it was happening because I loved looking at the screen and there was 12 of us Mm. all in one space talking about Jesus. And guys, we could not have done that if the isolation was not happening, if we were not at stay at home right now, because we just wouldn't have had time to all meet up, but everybody's schedules freed up. So what a beautiful gift, a beautiful smooch from Jesus to be able to allow me to be with all these women that I love with so much of my heart. Also side little smooch um, from Jesus, little kiss. I went ax throwing with my brothers today because we have a we have this like wood outside of our house that my dad had built. And it was really beautiful just to be with my brothers and none of us were fighting or making each other annoyed. And it was a sweet space of just throwing axes together. Yeah. Those are moments that I will never forget is having time just to spend with them and being in their presence. And so I just thank Jesus for carving out space to just be with them. And that wasn't a pun that you just did carving out space because you were throwing axes Okay. The world may never know. (laughs) 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 Well, we're so glad you spent some time with us. Uh, We have enjoyed this time immensely, and our hope is that you have enjoyed it as well. So we want to say thank you for listening, and Liz is going to take us out. Yes, we just want to remind you as you go through the week that these are the words that your lover says to you. He says, arise my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me.